welcome to episode 107 of Terrorvision Horror Podcast, a relaxed bit discussion about some of our favourite horror movies. I'm one of your hosts, Jennifer Strand, and joining me is our very own limb collector, Dan McGuinness. Hello. Hello, Dan. We've had a break. It's been great. What have you been doing? Um, so, I discovered that on at the end of July, that PlayStation created a thing called PlayStation Deluxe. Oh. So, we, we're all aware of Game Pass, aren't we? Yes. We know Game Pass, it, it fucking, you know, it made Xbox, like, you know, it made basically Xbox win this console generation, in my opinion. Sure. Kind of thing. That is a pretty, like, you've, you've, you've based your opinion. There are a lot of people out there that are going to fight you on this. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Um, well, I did get called a Sony pony once. Ha! <laughs> um, so, and I thought, yeah, and I was like, yeah, cool, cool. You know, your subscription-based gaming, everything's going subscription-based, blah, 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 blah. You get hundreds of free games. PlayStation had, like, PlayStation Plus where you had, like, a, you got, like, a free game a month or two games or three games or whatever it was. Anyhow, without, like, advertising, in my opinion, or warning or anything like that, suddenly I just noticed that there was something called PlayStation Deluxe mm. on the website. And I'm like, what is you? What mm. are you? Mm. What it is, it's... PlayStation finally kneeling down and giving up and creating, just doing Game Pass. Yeah. So basically, Deluxe, there are three tiers. You have the original Plus, which is you can still get your three games a month or whatever it is. You can get whatever the middle one's called, the middle tier, where you get a huge game library. So basically, Game Pass. And then Deluxe, which is one I chose because I'm an idiot, you also you get a huge back catalogue of all old PlayStation games. Oh. So there are about hundreds. Yeah. So all up you're getting around about 300 games or something ridiculous. I don't even know if it's that many. I can't remember. Do you have time to play 300 games? No. Um, of course I don't. <laughs> but I have it now. Yeah. And I, it's the same price yearly as Game Pass. So mm-hmm. like, right? So they basically just silently just went, yeah, yeah they were right. Yep, we'll, yep, we'll copy them. Start making money, but not tell anyone. Yeah. Anyhow, um, which is great, which is what PlayStation really needs at this point, I think. Yeah. So instantly I went in there. I passed. There was stuff like games on there like Stray. Um, oh, yeah. There was like lots of PlayStation 5 games that I hadn't got yet. So like stuff like Demon Souls re- Remake. There's like uh, the Miles Morales game. The, like, just ones I hadn't got around to getting because like, number one, Demon Souls is still like 125 bucks or whatever it is. Yeah. So straight away. You know, one hundred twenty-five dollars for a game, free on there, and there's and lots of them on there. So you you, you get your money's worth. You know, mm. I don't know what they're. I haven't looked into it to how often they um, update and put new games on there. Like you know, Xbox does it a lot. You yes, know, and they drop like five or six at a time and stuff, at, like nearly like weekly. It's crazy. Uh, they do take them as well. Anyway, so I downloaded. I went fucking crazy. I downloaded fucking you know ten games. Download ten games. Ten games. Play them all. Ten minutes each. <laughs> I was gonna say. Turned it off. Fucking started playing Doom again because I realised <laughs> it's the only game that makes like Doom, this is original Doom. Yeah. So I looked into it and I thought, you know what? It's just I'm just gonna solve this fucking Project Brutality thing. Do you know what that is? No. Project Brutality is a mod. You can put a, a man. One man has made. I can't remember his name. He has made a mod. You can put onto the original Doom and it just adds like. Uh, it doesn't change the game, yeah. Like in itself, it's like it's still Doom. Yes, he doesn't like. It's, no one, he, he hasn't just remade Doom with better graphics. This is changing aspects of Doom to put, add more things in there, like a jump, a kick, 
Oh. Uh, you can throw grenades now. You have 25 new weapons. Oh. All with their own animations. You can now reload. So you yeah. can actually pull out. You have like six different sorts of shotguns. You have automatic shotguns. You have like uh, shotguns have four barrels. You have that. You, you also put a layer of gore in the game that that rivals Doom Eternal. Yeah. Oh. Oh, easily. And it's still within the same graphics though. So as an example, you have uh so depending on what what uh gore and uh, may- mayhem happens to the characters you shoot, it depends on what weapon you're using, where you hit them, uh-huh. and how close you hit them. Where well, you far away you are. Within that, there is like you know, if I as example, you could hit one of the men, it could blow like his leg off and he'll jump around going ah, with his little you can then choose to maybe shoot him in the head which will blow his head off oh, you could then maybe shot. choose to pull out your nail gun which will then nail him against the wall and he'll still have his leg off and be a dead corpse nailed to the wall you might choose to go up and kick him it'll kick him against the wall he'll be sitting up against the wall he might pull out a gun and try and shoot you you will then shotgun his whole top horse torso off like the level of gore the rocket launcher, just yeah. like when you explode a person in uh, Project Brutality, used to be called Brutal Doom, and then Project Brutality is kind of the updated version of it. Yeah, okay. Um, they will explode. There will be the correct amount of arms and legs. There will be the correct amount of what feels like flesh and gore and guts. There will be intestines on the ground. There will also be chunks. There will be blood splats everywhere. There will be chunks that will hit the roof and drip blood down, yeah. and eventually they will funk down and be chunk onto the ground. There will, there will be chunks of brain that slide down the wall. Like, this is everything I wanted Doom to ever be. This sounds amazing. Um, so I worked out a way to attach Project Brutality to my Steam version, yep. and then when I load Steam up, it loads Project Brutality. At the moment, I can only play the... Uh, Doom games with Project Brutality put over the top of them. Yeah. But it's it's a very good version of it. So, like, you know, it ups the hardness. The new weapons are interspliced in there. A lot of the new weapons come out of the new enemies. There are not new enemies as the new, new, new enemies. But yeah. they, so, say, the Imp. We all know the Imp fires out a fucking fireball. Yeah. Imps now can jump onto the ground and crawl at you on the ground. They can jump onto the roof and crawl along the roof and jump down onto you. Um, you now have different versions of all. So you have now the imp, you have the grey imp, which looks like Chatter from yeah. Evil Dead. He's got, they've got no eyes and just the mouth. And then grey, they fire out blue lightning and stuff. Then you have the black imps that have like, they fire out even more. They, they get like levels of hardness. And they do different kind of things. All the enemies have these different versions of each other. Like, so you can have like, you know, the big guys that fight the, 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 Horn, no, what are they called? Like the the cow face dudes that throw yeah, the big yeah. green balls at you. I can't yeah. remember any of the names. It's fine. You will have one that has a genie body that floats. You will have one that has a Pegasus body, <gasps> and then you'll have different color versions of them. Ones that have more horns. So some of the imps have like lots of horns coming out of them, and they just do slightly different things. There are like, like some of the some of the fucking the men instead of shooting with a chain uh, a gun, they'll have pull a chainsaw out and run it with a chainsaw. Oh, it's fucking glorious. Oh. Dude, it's like everything. And it just puts it over Doom and you get to play it all through the levels with all this new shit in there. Yeah. And it's got like seven different new hardnesses. And the more hardnesses you got, they're like, there'll be more enemies, but like more guns. Like, like it's really thought out. New, 
new power-ups and stuff. Grenades, oh, so you can throw grenades into rooms. My God, it's so good. It sounds amazing. It was quite hard to get to work with Steam. Yep. You can play it through. You need like, so you need Doom and then you need Project Retail, but you need a thing called GZ Doom, which is like the engine, I think, that runs all the new shit. Anyhow, there's so many more. You can get like torch mods. You can just keep putting stuff on it. It's amazing. And I've like, I played all Doom 1. I played all, and I'm halfway through Doom 2, and I've yes. got Final, you know Final Doom? Yes. Like the 64 levels at the end. But then any game, any level that I load up in that, with these Doom, like, a, you know, a WOD, a WOD file, it'll put Project Brutality over it. it oh. So, like, any, I now have more Doom that I'll ever need. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the answer is there will never be enough Doom. Oh, in no life. one can play all of Doom, as the action button guy says. Well, yeah, because there's so much Doom. You can play Doom on anything. You can play Doom on anything. There are also so many versions of, like, there are licensed versions of yeah. just, just Doom. So, you just talk about just Doom. It's on, you know, so you can play Doom on anything. It also has come out on everything. Yep. Kind of thing. And then, you know, if you want to play, like, the action button guy says, if you want to play all of Doom, you have to play everything that Doom's influenced after Doom as well. <laughs> so, like, which is every everything. game that's yeah. ever come out, nearly. Okay. Even small ones. <laughs> cool shit alright shit yeah that was me that was my other. and like uh, this has all got this horror kind of you know yeah. this horror theme to it so but, you know if you uh, if you, this sounds like something you want to do you know, I do it through Steam and I do it through my Steam link yep so I can throw my my Steam to my TV and then just um, play I did have some problems with Doom 2 that I couldn't get the controller attached to my Steam link yep uh, Steam link is an app on smart TVs it's no longer a box that you, ha- you ha- used to have to buy anymore oh that's free. great yeah, so but I just I just uh, ran a cord out from my PC with my <laughs> control. So my controller is now attached to my PC, yeah, and it throws the image to my TV because I like to play. I don't like to play stuff sitting at my desk, so yeah. I want to play, you know, on the couch. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's where the it, comfort is. I mean, if you just want to play Doom Project Red Charlie on your PC, like, yeah, at the desk, it's very easy. Oh man, that sounds so much fun. Oh, dude, it's the best. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. Right. Anyhow, what have you been doing? Well. Oh, we... Well, what haven't I been doing? I also went to the show. Yes, you did. You ate. You didn't eat ten dippy dogs that day. No, I ate the other shit though. Oh man, I ate... literally the only reason I wanted to go to the show was to get dippy dogs. But then I realised that you can actually just buy them at nah, the shops. I know it's not the same. The but... only reason to go to the show these days, as a forty-four-year-old man, is to eat. Yes. Like you can eat just a whole bunch of shit. I, I, you know, I don't eat the shit stuff in the year, but yep. show day, all bets off. Ham. Yeah, go ham. I ate fucking jam donuts. I ate, I ate scones from the Women's Association. Oh. I, ate, I ate ribs. I ate dagger dogs. I ate donuts. I ate fucking strawberries and cream. I get a, a freshly squeezed orange juice from the food hall. I do everything. Is that everything that you ate on show day? What? Everything that you've just listed. Is that what you ate on show yeah, day? Yeah, and more. Fuck. Custard. I would have died. The milk. <laughs> the oh. milk. The dairy. I would have like, died. No, I love it. I would have died. I didn't eat lunch specially. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean? Okay. So as you know, I bought a house and um, so I stated last episode that we're having a break because I needed to get the keys and everything and I immediately got sick. So I had um, those days off. I basically just laid in bed, couldn't do anything else. I watched a whole heap of uh, horror movies that I've been meaning to catch up on and I played Cult of the Lamb, which I really fucking got into. It's got um, lots of horror elements. Or is well, it more bad taste? Not bad taste, but that kind of 
cult yeah, shit. like it, it was really good. So I finished it off and now I'm still keeping my cult alive. And you can get married in it, can't you? You can get married. You can do so much Sacrifice stuff. your you wife. You can sacrifice. You can, so you can sacrifice and that's not good for you. Or you can ascend people, which is sacrificing them, but it's differently worded. And people are like, they've ascended. Um, As we all know how cults work. Yeah, and- that's. So that's that's been a lot of fun. Like I've re- I didn't think I'd get into it that much because you've got to do all this shit that you know you've got to farm, you've got to build, yeah, like resource to... management and yeah, stuff like that, which... and farming. I'm I mine mining and all that yeah. shit. Like, I'm not... I, do you get your cult members to do that? You can, but there's a lot of it that you have to do yourself. Hmm. Um, but have they made it in a way that it's not annoying? Well, this is done. Yeah. Um, cult of the Lamb is done uh, by South Australians. Yes. That's why we like it. We want to talk about it. I can't remember the fucking team that did it now. No, I can't remember either. One of my mates did a bit of game testing on it. He said yep. it's a very hard game game test. It's so he says there's so much layering and so much in, 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 intricate like uh, systems in it that mm. like it was nearly impossible to find everything. But yeah. like, well, it. I mean, yeah. So it's been so much fun so far. Like I get home from work and you know, basically just sort of get into bed and. Um, I'm like, oh, I'll just check on my cult for a bit and then uh, check it down. My... It's not a problem. Is it like time based, like you know, cl- clash of clans kind no, of shit? No, <laughs> no, thank God, because yeah, you, you know that shit, like yeah. Yep. Um. So aside from that, um. So yeah, I picked up my keys to my house. I was so sick, and I managed to like, I still took off my pants and did a victory lap around my house, which was amazing. And then immediately, um. So in that time, I've I've literally been preparing the house, cleaning walls. Um, I I ripped up all of the carpet, all of the underlay. Uh, my father-in-law helped me rip up all the wood um, that the carpet was attached to. And oh, really? You went that far? Well, yeah, because uh, we're good, we're getting like wood flooring put down, so you you got to remove everything. Do you? Do you have to go back to the rafters? Well, no, the no, no. So like where the carpet is. The carpet is nailed onto little little yeah, yeah, those little things. planks of wood. So oh, they're got, the things you got off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought you meant you took off the whole floor. I'm like, no. you don't have to do that. No, 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 no. That's too much. Um, ripping up carpet is easy. Ripping up everything else is the fucking hard part. Scraping all the fucking shit off glue. the glue. Oh my god. Um, and then yeah, because I've been so busy at work this week, um, he has actually been kind enough to do the majority of the house painting. For me, nice. and then all we got to do left is lay the floor, and then we can f- move into that bitch. Fuck yeah! It's so, such a hard time to do housing at the moment as well. Congratulations! Thank you. Yes, it's been a, it's been a journey. It's like a nightmare. A journey is the the polite word we'll use. So yeah, that's just been me, and uh, yeah, it's been a good good busy hectic stressful sick field time. It's great. Mm. Love it. So this this episode we're going to talk about. Um, this is uh, one of my little ideas that yeah. I sprung on Jen. I want to talk about um, uh, horror movies are, uh, have a game or a competition or what, what's the best way to put it? Like survival horror? Yeah. So, movie? I mean, every horror film is technically a survival horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but what you're talking about more is based almost based on a game. Yeah. So people who are put into a situation who need to survive a situation and it's generally organized by organized someone else by a higher power. Yeah, like someone else is pulling the strings yeah. or something like that. So it's it's the play on kind of like the the traditional slasher that someone has like organized. Like yeah. and we will get into that kind of thing. Um yeah, it it's a bit confusing like especially like, you know, it's not based on video games. Not yes. horrors based on video games. Like, b- horrors where the th- 
the storyline is yeah. a, a game or a competition or something. Uh, and it's a surprising. There's a good good amount of them. There is a, a real decent amount of them, and a lot of them I was going through lists, and I'm like, have I seen that? A lot of them Did are new as well. That? It's a yeah. very. I think it's a more. It's been popularized more in the last like 10, 15 years mm. kind of thing. Like it's not like you know. There are ones from like the nineties and the eighties and stuff like that, but it's it's not it's been taken that whole, you know, that so a lot of it I think started with like the clever horror, you know, that kind of thing, yep. you know, you know, and we're you know looking past you know, it's not just kids getting killed by a monster. It's, there's a reason. Yeah, like, there's, there's something someone... to uncover, like why are we all here, that kind of thing. Mm. So. Yeah, okay. Um, well, do you want to kick us off with the first choice? Yeah, so first up, um, I did Furies. Mm-hmm. Furies from 2019. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to read its little, what are they called? The cat, the, what are they called? The little, spiel? Little synopsis. Sinopo. Sinopo. Uh, a woman is kidnapped and finds herself an unwilling participant in a deadly game where women are hunted by masked men. This is basically the synopsis for every one of the films. Pretty much. So we did, we have done this film as an episode. Yeah. I fucking loved this film. This Same was here. amazing. What really happens in the film yeah. is, uh, so you yeah, you there's a whole set, was there seven? Yeah, we'll say seven. seven or eight. There's a there's a, a, an amount of women put into this game um, who are kidnapped and put in there against their will. But also there is an equal amount of killers in there, as in slashes like yeah. people like Jasons. Like, yeah, you know representations of serial killer slashes. Um, but what makes this one really interesting is one you are assigned a slasher that has to protect you. Yes. From the other slashers. And if you die, being the lady, that slasher dies. Yes. His head explodes or something. Yes. So it's got this weird kind of thing where twist to it where you, you maybe the girls are you're trying to run away from these horrible, very awesome like, yeah. like oh, design. The, like the there's, artwork a, there's one with amazing. a pig man head. There's yes. like the main one's got like a fucking Junji Ito hole mask uh-huh. and shit. But you have one that like will protect you. Yes. So you you have this fighting chance. If number one, you can work out which one. But if one of the other girls kills your guy, yep. Your do you die? There's a girl. Yes. Die? So you both are linked to each other. Yep. Through a bomb in your eye. Yeah. Yeah. Something and like you that. can't get it, the, the whole the the arena is like uh kind of. Uh, fenced off uh, a la Fortress. Do you remember that movie? Yes. Where it's like an invisible beam that if you cross it, you, you know, your bomb goes off. It's inside of you, Suicide Squad style. Yeah. In their head. And my God. And this film actually got the Fangoria. Fangora? Fangoria. Fangoria. Yep. Fangoria uh, Kill of the Year mm. in it. Like, with the uh, the slow axe, the axe. through for the oh, face. That was such a good scene as well. It was slow. It was, oh, yeah. Uh, it's and you're watching this film and it's got this realism to it and it's cool and that majority, yeah, just a fucking really well, a good, time. and I didn't want to watch it because no. like the idea of that kill, I saw, it, I, I was like, oh, I don't want to see gore porn, but this is like, this film kind of opened up this competition-y vibe, which is why I went on and watched a couple of ones on your list that I probably would have just not bothered yeah. with, but like Furies, I was like, 
this is sick. Yeah, this is great. And so so not only have you got um, a group of girls. There are also millionaires that are putting this on and they're watching it. And, of course, it is what it always is. There is someone pulling the strings in a somewhere, somewhere. Sadistic people that have reached the pinnacle of what they can spend money on. So they started to do it like human hunting, which is, what is that? That's in, um, it's a big internet myth. Like, uh, you know, the human human hunting games. Yeah. Thing. Which actually comes up in one of your films. Yes, it a does. A lot. Um, but yeah, so that's basically that That there's always someone behind pulling the strings. And a lot of the time it's like people are putting in somewhere around the world, a lot of rich elites, they're, you know, putting in bids, they're gambling. They're like, okay, is Pigman going to kill blah, blah? Or is, you yeah, know, who's going to survive? Who's going to survive out of it? Who's which... going to kill who? Yeah, there's a lot of good betting you can do in there. Yeah, which I, like, I thoroughly... How fast will certain characters die? Can yes. You can do that with like, like you know, footy. Footy tips, mate. You know, how fast is someone going to kick the first goal and shit? They can bet on anything. <laughs> well, yeah, anything is uh, – you can gamble on anything if you try hard enough. So, yeah, no, I definitely, like, thoroughly enjoyed this film and I really like the, the, the idea of that concept of, um, you know, it's – yes, something is chasing you, but you're also kind of being protected by that something as well. So then you end up helping your something. Or do you? Or, yeah. Or should you? Yeah. 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 Or, and then there's the whole thing of, like – but then the other girls in there are also your enemy. Yes. Which often comes up. Where in this one, when that once you work that that theory out, that like you can't survive if they survive. Yep. So then it so, becomes like, well, we need to help each and other. And if you if you now, kill one of the but... other girls, like your contestants, it'll wipe out one of the killers. Yes. So oh. then the question becomes like, do you just start killing people off as well? Like, do you become the killers? Oh. Great film. Great Furies. film. Great film. Great film. We've got, we're going to spoil all these films. So if you do feel like you want to, you know, watch them, um, yeah. sucked in. <laughs> sucked in. Uh, all right. So the first one on my list, um, I've gone straight for Ready or Not uh, 2019 with uh, my personal fave, Samara Weaving. Um, mm. So basically a bride on her wedding night. Um, it's basically this family for, for Read gener- it synopsis. Okay, a bride's wedding night takes a sinister turn when her eccentric new in-laws force her to take part in a terrifying game. So basically what it is, this family for generations have created games, board games, blah, blah, blah. And uh, it is tradition that on the wedding night, um, the person who comes into the family picks a game. And then they play a game. Yeah, but what they don't tell it's, you. It's random from yes. a, 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 a pile of cards which has names of games on it. And yep. One so of the games, one of the cards. Hide and seek. So um, she pulls the card of hide and seek. And, and everyone goes a bit. Yes. Mm. So rather than it just being like, ha, found you, it's if they find you, they will kill you. So she must survive but the But the night. other thing is all the other games in there aren't killer games. No. So the and so I don't think they've really ever really pulled the hide and seek card, but it's like it's tradition. They have to do it, otherwise, like they all their wealth is like stripped from them or something. Yeah. Like the rules are like it's all lawyered like down and stuff. Mm-hmm. So they, but then it, but it's a bit weird as well because then she pulls hide and seek, but then the rest of the family they're not stoked. Yeah. Because they now have to kill somebody. Some like you know, yes. not all of them are really into that. No, so you've got like the grandma who is like this very oddball kind of character. So this is like a horror comedy as well. This is oh, this is this pure is, black. I like. Dark I comedy. love this film so much. So you've got the grandma who is still so like. Well, this is tradition. This is how we've always done it. But as you go down the line, like the kids who are there, who are like in the 
you know, the guy who's just married. The, they don't want to do it. They're, they're not really interested in this tradition. It's a bit archaic. It's Isn't not. There, there's another star in it, like a, like a Hemsworth in there? Adam Brody's in it. Which one's that? He's like one of the drunk guys. Isn't like Chris Evans in it? No. No, that's Knives Out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, weirdly enough, Knives Out and Ready or Not, I get confused because, like, they're both at that. Like, Ready or Not is a quality made film. Yes, like, it it's is. not like a. It's not like a fucking nor two, <laughs> whatever. Which is a quality film in its own right. Um, so yeah, so basically, it's like up to this girl to survive the night in this mansion um, with like her newfound family trying to hunt her down. If she survives the night, they just let her go, don't they? Well, if if she, I think it's if she survives the night, she is she's in the family. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, we all just forget that this ever yeah. happened, and we're just gonna like continue to live our lives. This is one of those films where they drag the pro the, the protagonist at, at through yeah. hell. So she's like the whole film is she's still in her wedding dress. She's a little bit. Um, I mean, they're all very well to do. They're a rich family, and she's kind of like a a not rich person. She's you know she's scrappy and she's you know, yeah yeah the kind of person that you wouldn't think would marry into wealth. But but um, it's it, and it does have like it's got a lot good of uh, they set up characters that you hate oh, and yes. you get your moments. Yeah, you know what I mean. You get your knee slapping moments of fucking sucked in cunt. Yeah, you had it coming. We've <laughs> all had it coming. Yeah, great great film, ready or not. And we do get a lot of like really good gore scenes, and yeah, they they fuck her up something fierce as well throughout the yeah, film. She becomes so there's the tough like, cunt. All these things, and she just has to become like the ultimate kind of final girl. Like she Heather Langen camps it, and you know does all that. So definitely one worth checking out, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, nearly all these are worth checking out on this list. Yes. <sighs> Not nearly. All of them are. So my second one, the easy one. Yeah. Saw. <laughs> Saw one. Saw one from two thousand and four. Made by the guy from Recovery. Yes. Uh, you remember Recovery? I do. With, with James Wan, Lee Wan L. Yeah, and was it Dylan? Um, Dylan Lewis. Dylan Lewis, who is my friend's cousin. Oh. Um, Tis a small world. I know. Saw. This really brought it to the mainstream. It did. The fucking wanna play a game. Mm-hmm. Fucking jigsaw. It's synopsis. Two strangers awake in a room with no recollection of how they got there. And soon discover their pawns in a deadly game perpetrated by a notorious serial killer. This one would be without a doubt. Uh, is it Donald Glover? He's the the detective following, trying to work. Oh out. yes, it's his worst. For some pro- reason, worst was, performance. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it really. For some reason, I was thinking of um, Donald Glover. Danny Glover. Da- yes, thank you. Yeah, Danny, Danny Glover. Donald Glover is Gambino. Yeah, Charles Gambino. Wow. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't get their races confused. Like we got, I got their names confused. <laughs> um, anyhow, Saw One. Like I know it kind of went through the ringer every Halloween and came out. You know, lots of saws later on. Some were good, some were bad, some were fucking great. Actually, yeah. the later Well, I think one. the problem with this because this sort of kicked off. I mean, it didn't kick off. Needed, the, they needed the to keep the franchise genre, that kind. But of they thing. really like they franchised the fuck out of this film. So you know, every other year there was a new Saw film. And, well, and then people took that like thing that that uh, marketing strategy and did the paranormal activity the same way. Like mm-hmm. you know, bring it out. Like, everyone's waiting for this next one. They don't care if it's better. They just want another one. Yeah, kind of. Anyway, this one, two dudes just in a room, like right? both handcuffed to 
fucking whatever it is, like they are a bit of the wall. Yep, they're chained to a wall. And they're the fucking hacksaw there and it's just like and you get your T V come on and it just it's super interesting. Especially in a world where where these films weren't all these other films didn't exist. You were just like this is fucking wicked. What, what? And I remember like watching it. It's got really good music because of fucking the guy who made it. I think that dude went on. He just sold the franchise. He never made any of the others. He just sold no, the well, rights for enough money to live for the rest of his life and went, see you around, cunts. Well, what? so <laughs> Lee now he, he um, I don't want to say that he hasn't had the success that James Wan. So James Wan went on to do um, the Conjuring series. Both him and Wanell went on to do the Insidious franchise. So they Which have been all, also that style of just coming out every year. Yes, pretty much. And um, you know, so he's they've done this amazing job. But um, James Wan, he's gone on to do like I mean, he I don't I haven't seen the the fucking Aquaman film, but he's doing big blockbuster yeah, yeah. films. Lee Wan L, on the other hand, he's doing fucking classic banger of films like Upgrade. Do you oh, remember man. Upgrade? Upgrade was like, so good. You know, he was in Cooties. He was the, the teacher in Cooties. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, kind of kept his roots of just that yeah. indie, horror-y, wanting to, wanting to bring something to the genre that people may not have seen. You know, he's trying to get an idea. Like, Upgrade is wicked. Oh, I fucking loved Upgrade. Fuck, Great man. soundtrack. Fucking violent as all hell. Oh, and just like so much satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. If you haven't, like... Uh, search out Upgrade if you haven't seen it. Not going to say what it's about. Fucking watch it. Yeah. It's so good. Just check it out. If you like a bit of sci-fi, gore, fucking... Just everything. Cool fights. Yes, great but, fights. Anyhow. Um, but back, yeah. So, th- yeah, so sort of, this was, and this is the breakout for all those, those dudes kind of thing. And their first idea is a fucking super interesting idea, mm-hmm. which basically genre-fied a fucking whole genre. Like, Well, yeah, it created a new sort of style of... Doing things, and I think as well, like it just it created a whole new just path. Into Saw it. got so silly. Oh, of course. It I did. never saw the last one from what uh, from well one of the later ones, but from what it looked like in the trailer, it looked like he was playing it on the on all of New York was playing it. Like, sure, I think I stopped watching after maybe the fourth or fifth. I one. I one day I just watched them all. Okay, and I was just like, you know what, I'm going to do Saw, and like the continuity in it. It's crazy. Yes. Someone's gone like, but it is so, the continuity is like Fast and Furious continuity. It's yeah. so unbelievable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but yep. it still works, but it's, no, it's unbelievable. Like Jigsaw, mate, for the shit he did as a cancer victim, mm-hmm. he should have like fucking, like, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> like, like, he's really good at making things. <laughs> And I never saw Jigsaw, which was, was that, that was a, wasn't that one? Or was a movie just called Jigsaw? Yeah, there's a movie just called Jigsaw. And then there was that they re- recently sort of rebooted the franchise with Spiral starring Chris Rock, which I also never saw because it just looked awful. Yeah. But and then all the reviews were just, God. The worst thing in Saw, I can't remember which one it was. It was either two or three. I have a massive uh, hypodermic needle phobia. Mm-hmm. And there's one where a girl falls into a yeah, pit of needles. Yeah, that's the second one. Yeah. Falls into a pit of needles, like old fucking like her epidermics that have been used. And it's like, it's like a foot deep of them. And she's in a pit of them. And she has to find something in that. And she has to rummage through as fast as she can with all these needles getting stuck into it. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, oh man, it fucking dug up some cruel memories. That, yeah. that scene. But that's just me. Other people just probably watched it and went, gross. 
<laughs> but that's the thing with the Saw franchises, and they started with all these game the games that you're playing is it is designed to really just sort of take your worst fears and put it so like there's this one sequence as well, and it's all about working together because there I don't even remember which one it was, but there was this one sequence where people just kept dying off, but the the aim of the game was to work together. If you work together, you can get through to the next that's the round. second one. And, well, that's all of them. Yeah. Because there's one sequence where they need blood and they need a certain amount of blood to open up the door to get out. I think that's the third one. But because they've all fucking killed each other off as they've there's gone. There's not enough blood. They've not helped. So there's not enough blood. So this girl's got to basically put her hand in a bandsaw and she basically saws her fucking whole arm in, like, down she the She does middle. it, like, way more than she needed to. She really you, did. Like, to get blood out of you, you probably just need to cut your hand back, like, that, that. Like, you know, a couple of inches. It's yes. all going to pour out. Yeah, it's just <laughs> like, going to come out of you. It yeah, doesn't yeah. matter how far you cut. But so, you know, and that's that's the point of um, they're all sort well, of it was always supposed, well. It was supposed to be a message, like, as in, like, if you survived it, you came out a better person. Yes. Because you, like, lived. You're a scumbag person and you're here you, for a reason. Yeah. Or what? some of them weren't even No, they were all related to each other as well, weren't they? Like, yeah. Everything you know, was relative. Yeah, I, but the first one, I'm, I'm trying to remember like what it was. It was like, yeah. So he was a doctor, and um, Lee Wanell was a private investigator. So he was investigating him because I think he was having an affair or he was doing something uh, not correct. Yeah, and half the film is like realizing the the secrets of the stories behind the characters. It's yes. not about and then repenting or almost like. Uh, getting their comeuppance not really comeuppance but you know what i mean like doing something that will affect them so badly or, or th- that they won't ever do it again kind yeah i think or or shit like that yeah but yeah such a first one i took so much away from it i was like fucking geniuses mm. like it still bothers me and i have this rant i think every time we bring up saw is it still pisses me off that james one and lee well now they are australian this film should have been an australian film they couldn't get the funding for it, so they went to America. But you know what film did get funding? You and your stupid mate. Some oh. stupid fucking Australian film. Yeah. Got funding over Saw, which is now a multi-million dollar franchise. And the other one's now. And the other it. one... I always thought, like, why didn't you just cut off your thumb instead of your fucking heart hand and just pull your hand out just without the thumb? Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Well, there's all. Like, the, if you're you, gonna chop off anything, a thumb, like you can live without your thumb. You could live without a thumb. I mean, like, and like you could survive that. I assume it was a pretty gross bathroom. It was yes. Such a good movie. Like there was something all the things hidden in there. At first, you just thought it was like a bathroom. Yeah. And then, like you realize later, like down the track, you know, there's like everything's. There's a mirror. There's like it's a two way mirror. You're being filmed. All these things. So nice. Good. Nice. Man, saw. Might watch saw again. Yeah. Bring all it. Right. Bring it back on. Bring it back on. And then I'll get to the third one. I'll be like, no, I can't watch anymore. It's like me watching. I'm like, yeah, I'll do all the Fast and the Furious films. I got to, I got through the second one. And I'm like, I'm done. They're the fir- the the first three are probably the hardest ones to watch. Yeah. <laughs> Four and five is where it fucking chef kisses out and just <laughs> it just stops being about cars. Which yeah. the cars are in it, but like there's no racing in it <laughs> from uh, then on. Classic. Well, then, uh, or you know what I mean, like. Yeah. I do like the Fast and Furious. I think they're funny. I've watched some of them with you and they're not bad. The I just where, I like, couldn't watch all of them in one the go. The Rock gets like arrested and he's put in a jail and he 
walks over and it's just a concrete cell and he pulls the concrete bed out of the wall and just starts doing arm curls with it for no reason, just to keep up. Sure. He's uh, like, I have to do, I have to exercise every 30 minutes or I die. Yeah, shit like that. Anyway, um, what's your next one? All right, so the next one on my list is The Hunt. Now, I've talked about this film a lot and I fucking loved this film. So basically, 12 strangers wake up in a clearing. They don't know where they are, how they got there. Uh, in the shadow of a dark internet conspiracy theory, ruthless elitists gather at a remote location to hunt humans for sport. But their master plan is about to be derailed when one of the hunted hunted turns the tables on their pursuers. I'm not going to give away what happens at the end of this film because, mm. like, it's wicked. This film is 100%. It's not... I wouldn't necessarily... I, I just wouldn't call this a horror film. But I'm putting it on oh, the list... Oh, it's horror. Because it's fucking good. Yeah, no, it's a horror film. This. Like it's it's horror. There's horrific scenes that happen in this <laughs> there film. There are like we get great the, gore scenes. The, the, the person gets a grenade thrown in their pants, and you actually see it like blow <laughs> up, like from a nice wide shot. You see yeah. it all, like. Um, and it's also got Dennis from Always Sunny in Philadelphia in it playing one of the fucking rich elites. Is he? Yeah, he's okay. the guy that's in like the robe and shit. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is also, like Red or Not, the main protagonist lady gets put through the fucking ringer. Oh, yes. She is very, very, very interesting. Yeah, in but from the very get-go, like, we see all these people that are there and you're like, none of these people look like they belong anywhere. But she seems to be, like, white trash just thrown into, like, a pile of rich people in the middle of nowhere kind of well, kind of deal. Which, you know. As in, like, yeah, the person getting... Yeah. In the game. Because she immediately sort of disappears. Like, we're like, okay, well, where's she going? All these people are here. There's this happening and this. Where's Why? Okay, she's And in this one, they are given, there's a big crate and they're all given weapons. Yeah. So they have a chance to defend themselves. And basically, it's because the, the people that are the rich elites, they're all woke as fuck. Mm-hmm. And so it's this real big play. And I'm not using woke in a bad term, no. but like it's it's this big play of like a commentary on people that are just basically hide behind the wokeness to do fucking to 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 get their agendas across. So mm. they're you know like these people they're killing people for these certain reasons, but they're all like, oh, you know, you can't say that word. That's not right to yeah. the other rich people. So they're like almost like keyboard warrior, a rich elites kind of thing. Yeah. It's got this really good like commentary on it. It's just like maybe we just spend too much time worrying about shit that doesn't matter. Yeah. And um and, but not doing anything about it. We yeah. worry we about it. We spend a lot of time complaining. Complaining but about not these a lot of things. Doing. Yeah. And like just to show and I really my dad did not I showed my dad this film. He couldn't handle the fact that the baddies weren't just baddies yeah he couldn't that they weren't just evil he goes oh but they're they're like they were like real left-wing baddies mm. so but not in the point of like protesters like like not like sea shepherds or anything like that it was just it's a very complex film that's it like really very is. well done and the best part of it is that like they just don't do their research quite well on their victims enough for the main protagonist uh-huh it, it's so good exactly which i love and like it just her performance as well. I can't. I cannot for the life of me remember the actress's name, but she gives one of the best performances I've seen. Yeah, because she's, in a film she's like almost that. got like kind. She's got PTSD. Yeah, and almost like a, a tick. Yeah, and like she, in, her, in her speak pat- patterns, she's very she's very southern. So yeah, you 
you'd look at her and you'd listen to her and you're like, it's almost like she bought. She's I like feel a, like she bought that to the character. Herself. Yeah, like, definitely. She, um, because she was in that TV series Glow. And she didn't talk like that. No, she <laughs> didn't. No. Um, but yeah, like this this film, I think I watched it and immediately watched it like the next day. Yeah, I watched it the next day. Watched it with my dad. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, so this good. film is like. Yeah, I, I just don't know why these films. I think it's because they have so much satisfying. Like the protagonist always gets dragged through the ringer so badly, makes the antagonist so hated. Yeah. And then when they get their comeuppance, if they do it in a good way, you're like, I feel like I've just fucking did the best thing in the world by seeing that. Like, yep. you know, oh man. But Woo. it's like, because everyone is a dickhead. That's the, that's the, the, the point of the film is everyone's a dickhead. Yeah, it just yeah. depends on what side of the dickhead stick you're on. Yeah, you're either that dickhead or you're that dickhead. Hmm. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Unless you're her when you're just right. She's just awesome. She's yeah. just hanging out in the middle, just living her best life. <laughs> anyway, Dan, next film. Next one, the fucking king of this shit. This film, like, meld with my teenness so much. It was so important to me as a kid. Battle Royale. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do with Fortnite. No. <laughs> the Japanese 2000 fucking millennium. No, millennium. Mille, the millennium film came out. Japanese. All in Japanese. Film. Um, what's it about? I hear you ask. <laughs> of course I do. It's synopsis. In the future, the Japanese government captures a class of ninth grade students and forces them to kill each other under a revolutionary, under the revolutionary battle royale act. So this is the government act that's been put into play by the by the government secretly. Mm-hmm. And I think it's something to do with like the growing population problems. So yeah. they choose a class, two classes every year that they take them to a fucking island and they have to kill each other. No, it, it's known. It's known. It's just a lottery kind of thing you just don't want to get in. And then that person, whoever is the last person in the end, supposedly becomes like a weird, kind of a celebrity. Yep. And the film opens, and like just in that like that idea, it's like fuck. Yeah. And it's, it's not like they're adults; these are kids in this film. Yeah. Based on a novel yes. of the same name. Have you ever and, read the novel? Uh, no, but I sell it at my work. It is thick. It's like I, Lord of the Rings, big. Yeah, I also sell it, and I'm like, maybe I should read it. Maybe, maybe. I should read it. The manga, uh, so the comic manga is very questionable. Um, it's almost borderlining on insanity. Like mm-hmm. there's bits in it that just make no sense, kind of sure. thing. Which all, which really did come out in Battle Royale too. Yeah. Uh, characters whose whole premise of their life is is like you know like there's like the rugby guy and he saves people through rugby moves. Yeah, it's stupid. Don't do number two. Um, <laughs> Battle Royale though, like starts with fucking. Oh god, it has the best opening. It's just a. It's just like the end of the last game. Yep. And it's just got this, like, news reporter. Like, so the news reporter's coming in and there's a slow pain shot towards the winner of the game. And obviously this game was even younger than ninth graders. They were, yeah. like, primary school kids they did it to. And it just shows the winner. It's this little girl there. Hold, I think she's got a teddy bear maybe. Yep. She's, like, a little Japanese girl. Hold, just covered in blood and just, like, just zooms in on her face. And that's the winner. And then it cuts to fucking the Battle Royale sign to fucking badass, uh, like, gothic, like, music coming in. It slowly pans. And it's just, like, so overwhelmingly wicked. God. It's so 
you know, 2000, so it's basically a 90s film. Yeah. And, like, it's an idea the West hadn't even fucking thought of. And, like, no one's done it again. No one's brave enough to have kids killing each other. Well, the only thing, because everyone's, like, Hunger Games. Yeah. And that so was the everyone thing, thought, like, yeah, everyone says Hunger Games. Was, yeah. Well, but Hunger Games is Battle Royale. Yeah, no. It, written by it, fucking pussies. It, <laughs> it's like, uh, it's Hunger Games. Do you know what Battle Royale needed? Stylus. Jet, Lenny Kravitz. Put him in there. It needs yeah. a stylist. Hunger Games is it Battle Royale for Twilight dresses. fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so it's basically Hunger Games for the nitty gritty people. Yeah, for Twilight fans. But yeah, um, and it's got Beat Takashi uh, as, I don't know his real name, but he's in a lot of things like, um, it's got that tick. Yeah, he's in stuff like, uh, oh, fucking heaps of films. He started as a comedian in Japan. Really? Yeah, he was a fun. So he's known as a funny man. He's like... Okay. He's like, you know, if fucking, I'm trying to think of a comedian. Who's a comedian? Like if, 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 uh, uh, Jim Jeffries. Sure. Suddenly like started doing really hard fucking characters in films and just got to, so started as a comedian, funny, everyone loves him. He's on, used to be on the Japanese talk show, variety shows. Everyone thinks he's like, you know, a family thing. And he's, and every one of his film roles, he just plays the hardest nut in the fucking world. Like. Like so weird, like he and he's like the organizer. He's like the 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 showrunner of Battle Royale. He sits yep. up in like a, a, a fortress in the island and controls the cameras and uh, in situations and stuff. But my word! So in Battle Royale, the kids are there. They get gas. They wake up. They get a backpack with uh, food rations and stuff in it, and then one random weapon. It can be anything. Yeah. And like some like luck out. They get like a knife or a machete. Some get like the shittest stuff. And it's just about the couplings that they kind of have in the relationship. These are all kids. These are all people you know. Yeah, they're. And there's also in Japan, there's also sadistic people, of course. And then if it doesn't go well, they start adding in um, survivors of the last battle royales. Yeah. Get the opportunity to come back in if they want, and they're fucked. Because imagine what that would do to you. Yeah, it would be fucked. It's got that really sadistic, bullying kind of culture that Japan has, juxtaposed to really violent. Child deaths. Mm. But this is another one that's quite like the Furies in which it's like, so these people are your friends, they're your peers, you know these people, but there can only be like a winner. So at one point, you know, you can go and protect your friends and you can ally up and team up, but there can be only one. And, and so so fight, at some point, the you're going to have to start killing like, your friends. The main character is teamed up with his, like, his love, his girlfriend. Yep. They, so they're like, we're not going to kill each other. We won't do it. And it's just like, something has to happen. Yeah, <laughs> like, someone's... Yeah, battle royale. You know, if I'm in a battle royale situation, you better believe I'm killing Liz. She'll never know I said that because <laughs> she doesn't listen. But you better believe it. I'm, she's done. <laughs> But I reckon that, yeah, that is, is Battle Royale the first, you reckon? I think it would be one of and the first. And trust Japan to, be, to, to start this genre. Of course. Like, I mean, I, I haven't seen Battle Royale in a number of years. Um, we used to sell it at work, I think, when I first started work, I watched it. So it's been. Oh, a, the, the movie? Yeah, it's been a number of years. I would like to read the thick book when I have. The thick time? A thick time. Um, but yeah, no, it's definitely high up there. And I think it is always, anytime Japan do anything, it's better. It's weird, isn't it? It's, it's The horrors brutal. that they make, like, yeah, because I guess they don't have... Yeah. Well, they don't have the sort of the laws that we have that they you kind of... Yeah, clearly. I mean, they have, the they have Takashi Miike as a person that lives in their country 
There is no fucking, there is no rhyme or reason in that country. <laughs> they have, he brings out movies like Visitor Q and they're fine with it. Yeah, it's fine. It's all good. We've seen a lot of Japanese, well, they have got, they've got all the pinky films and all these films and that film. Freaky and, Forest. Oh my <sighs> God. So many films. Yeah, Battle Yet, Royale. all their pornography has is censored. <laughs> yeah, they're just funny about that kind of shit, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, definitely. I I definitely am due for a Battle Royale rewatch, I think. you got to be in the mood for it. I reckon I've got it. Because it's a subtitle film, so you have to be in the mood, number one, to read subtitles. Yeah. Not much. There's not heaps of speaking in it. No. Well, what? But it does, it does do that thing where it kind of like, you know, that you got two characters fighting each other. And it kind of gives you the flashback, like an anime, to how they these characters relate to each other back in school and mm. stuff like that. And some of them are bullied. I'm some surprised of... they haven't turned it into an anime, actually. Maybe. I think they should. I, I assume uh, it might just be rights or something. But I'm, I, uh, there are heaps of anime similar kind yeah, of vibe kind of thing. Of course there are. It's but, um, anime. You know, um, oh, what was I going to say? It's called... Uh, no, nah, I can't remember. I mean, you've got uh, Promise Neverland and... Um, well, Dead Man Wonderland, all are kind of the same kind of things and sure. stuff like that. Yeah. Not heaps similar, but, you know. Similar enough. All right. So my next one is House on Haunted Hill. Um, I've gone the- OG. Ni- OG, 1959 with Vincent Price. Um, so basically, uh, Frederick Lauren has invited five strangers to a party of a lifetime. He's offering each of them $10,000. That's not much. But back then, it yeah, would yeah. have been a lot of money. If they can stay the night in a house, but the house is no ordinary house. The house has a reputation for murder. The house has a reputation for murder? Yeah. The house itself Murders is people. murdering people. Um, so he basically offers each of them a, a gun for protection and they arrive in a hearse and either you either leave in it or you leave in it uh, $10,000 richer. Um you know, this is one of those classic films that I think at, at, at some point everybody needs to kind of at least watch it once just to tick it off that list of, yep, 100 horror films you see before you die. Um, I haven't watched it in a, in a little while, so I'm still a bit fuzzy on the details because every time I think of House on Haunted Hill, I just go straight back to the 1999 yeah, yeah. version, which is a very similar premise. Like you stay in this this, this haunted place. got all the great fucking editing, that the, 90s editing, yeah. scratchy, oh. gritty editing, overlay compositing of film grain and bug and yep. shit like that. We get some Marilyn Manson you know, on the face. Like the new metal. Yeah, the fucking new metal. Yeah. And it has the, the doctor's like, his theory, <laughs> his theory was a... Uh, Whatever makes a person insane could drive the same person. Uh, yeah, an input. Yeah, you didn't, what do I say? What what makes an, a sane person insane would drive a insane person sane. Right? Yeah. Nah. <laughs> then again, that's how my ADHD medication works. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, if we talk about the '99 version, uh, better than the '59 version because I've seen that definitely more recently. It's like you know, this group of people they go and they stay, but. For some strange reason in the 99 version, they're all in this house, not because they were invited, but because a ghost got into the electronic email system and changed the uh, <laughs> changed yeah. the names so that they're all relatives of the people that had originally worked in the insane asylum. And so the, the asylum has a... a, a Grudge to settle. The asylum has a tendency for murder. <laughs> yes, it does. I'm very curious though. Would you stay in a haunted house all night for ten thousand dollars? Yes, because I know that ghosts don't <laughs> exist. Okay, I, gonna... I know that anything that happened, um, 
in the re- would be set up. Yeah. So anything that happened while I was in there, I would just ignore because I'm like, nah, it's just it's a setup. Do you think that you would stay and you'd just be sleep peacefully? You'd be like, it'd be like in The Simpsons. It's like you get this house, but you have to stay, and they wake up and they're like, oh, that's the best sleep I ever had. <laughs> that kind of deal. And the house kills itself <laughs> instead of living with them. <laughs> Life with The Simpsons. What other choice do I have? <laughs> death. Sure. It chose death. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yes. Okay, so House on Haunted Hill, definitely one worth checking out. There's a couple of really creepy scenes in the original 1959 one that still sort of get you to this day. There's I've like, never seen the OG. You really should. At least once. I know you're not a fan of the older films. Um, Maybe I'll make us do it for an episode. No, oh, please don't. But please do. Uh, actually, older films were real short, weren't they? Yes. Excellent. Yeah, no, that's, we've definitely got to watch some more older films. Because A, we should watch older films. Not really. I think our listeners just want to hear about the fun fucking gore. Yeah, but we can make fun out of other things. Anyway, that's all I've got to say about House on Haunted Hill as a one competition of, One of your favourite competition survival game horrors. Competition. 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 My last one is the fucking gargantuan of uh, films, Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. 2011. Five friends go for a break at a remote cabin where they... Where they get more that they've bargained for, discovering the truth behind the cabin in the woods. Da, da, da. So this one is not. I wanted to put this one in here because it isn't. It's kind of like the saw. It's it on oh It's it's not people. How, it, how you know, Look, know what is, I mean? It's not like a this game. This is still a survival thing. These people are unwittingly put in a situation where they need to survive. There are people upstairs pulling the strings because they're. They've got to kill these people. Yeah. One person can survive. That's not a problem. But they're also in direct competition with a bunch of other countries. All these other countries are putting on a similar thing. So it's like a yearly annual event that happens. Is it yearly? I think. It might be every like five, three years or something like that. Yeah. It doesn't so matter. Yeah. Where they've got to compete and someone is going to win. Like one country is going to win. And when we say win. someone, it's a con- it's countries. Yeah. So I what mean, is, every, what is like they have wins, to they but... have to perform a certain like uh, ritual to appease elder gods. Yes, and they do it in the form of like uh, you know that. So the elder gods have these rules. There have to be certain people. There has to be the fool or and the slut and the fucking the stoner or whatever. Yeah, you know, uh, which is like makes up modern what we know as modern yeah. day horror movie slasher cast. And then there has to be like you know. Uh, a fucking a choosing of you know how they're gonna die, which yeah. So basically, these elder gods are what spikes what horror movies are. What we know today are horror films is basically every horror movie you've ever after you watch Cabin in the Woods. If you watch a horror movie, you can consider it that every horror movie you ever watched after that is one of these competitions happening. Yeah, essentially, like from which a I few, love. From that. A, yeah, from a few from a past year. To help us from from a different country, like so, Japan does it, and all their things are like The Ring and yeah. shit like that. So yeah. the movies like The Ring and The Grudge are the competitions, and you have to you're not allowed to make the people do it. So it's not like the other ones where they get they get kidnapped and taken to these situations. Yeah. You have to the people have to come willingly, and they have to willingly make all the decisions. But yes. but but as, as a country, know. you can. You can because help that along, like you set up the doomsayer, and like yeah. you, you know, you, you, you know, one of they have to have they have to have sex before they die. They are, you know, so you put pheromones into the air and into their hair dye and shit. Yeah, and this is all run 
Like, so this is all being watched by a fucking government organization, which is very like, bureaucracy and business-like and run by the guys in the fucking West Wing. Um, what's his name, that actor? I can't remember his name. Main, one of the main West he's Wing. He's from Happy Gilm. No, no, Billy Madison. Billy Madison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the bad guy in Billy Madison. Yeah. And um, it is fucking entertaining. And it has like the best ending, the best knee slapping like ending you could ever. Like, as a kid, I would be like, oh, man, imagine the film, it ended like this. And it did. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. And it- that's what you want because the. I mean, I don't mind a sequel. I don't mind a franchise. Don't you can't have a sequel at the end of this but film. But <laughs> this is one of those films that it doesn't set it up, so we're going to get a shitty sequel because sometimes you just get shitty sequels and you're like, you should have just stopped at one. this is a Joss Whedon film. Yes. But this is... I know. I, I That whole thing of like, yeah, Joss Whedon's cancelled in that. But like, well, he, he still dr- made he really good... He directed it. He didn't write it. Yeah, that's true. Someone I was, else. I suppose Wait. no one cancelled really Avengers, did they? No. He just directed that, didn't he? He did. Yeah, cool. That's fine then. Um, yeah, uh, Cabinet of the Woods. It has these like true. So you got your storylines. Chris Evans in it, mate. Yep. Fucking Thor. Oh, mate, Thor. Oh, fucking home and away. And um, you got that storyline of the Cabin in the Woods, which is a traditional Evil Dead vibe kind of Cabin in the Woods story, juxtaposed to the competition runners. Yeah. That are running thing. And my God, it is the blackest comedy, yeah. It really is. And then you've got like the in house gambling. So they all have a pool of like who's going to pick what, what's going to be yeah. the thing that sort of, you know, all of these things. Like, are we going to be taken out by redneck zombies? Are we going to be taken yeah, out like, by. Who, what are they? Like yeah, what are the, what are the, conte- what are the contestants going to choose? Yeah. Like, because uh, they set up all the cursed items in the uh, area. So it's whatever one they find. And so, yeah, they take, yeah, the office pool on it. Oh, oh man. And the whole, the whole, the whole vibe of the film is the opening scene. Like, as yes. in, you got this because it's like a big under. It's clearly like a secret underground government installation bunker that you know is like you know all the they can pull any asset from anywhere because you know if they don't do it, the fucking you know world ends. Yeah. And um, yeah, they're riding along in their little like uh, you know through like the halls. Like they're riding on one of those little gopher things to work because their their organization is so big they have to get on little carts. Yeah. And they're just talking about these two main characters of what they just did on the weekend. You you honestly, if you're in the theater, like you like, did I just walk into the wrong? Am I watching the wrong film? Like, yeah, I, and it's I, a real long winded kind of funny conversation. Yeah. And then like the kind of conversation ends, and on the beat of it ending. The, the fucking title of the film, Cabin in the Woods, just gets smashed onto the screen in massive red letters with a big boom. Scares the fucking shit out of you. And you're like, yeah. what the fuck? Okay. Is it like, this is the opening? Something this happened. is your cold opening? Yeah. A fucking lukewarm cold opening. Like, like they're just a conversation <laughs> about the boring office cunts. And yeah. then this, it's like screaming and a bang. And I'm like, oh man, this is so good. And you're like, this is the tone of the film. Yep. And I was just glued from then on. I just couldn't get enough of this shit. Like, oh, man. So fucking clever. It is. It really, How's really, How's that working really out is. for you? What? Being clever. <laughs> Fight club. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my last one on my list is actually, I remembered it as we were talking about all this stuff, was Guns Akimbo. Did yes, you watch It's not this? your last one. You've got a new one. Well, I remembered my last one because I was like, I could have sworn I was thinking of them. Cause Guns it, Akimbo? Have you seen Guns Akimbo? Oh, with fucking uh, 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 the, the, the Meek Man. 
Yes. What's his name? Daniel Radcliffe. That's him. Yeah. So an ordinary guy suddenly finds himself forced to fight a gladiator-like battle for a dark website that streams the violence for viewers. Uh, Miles must fight heavily armed Nyx, also played by Samara Weaving, um, and also save his kidnapped ex-girlfriend. So this is basically the film where Daniel Radcliffe, he's just a normal, boring, nobody of a guy, and he wakes up one time and he's got guns just nailed. Screwed to his hands. Into his hands. In the most unsanitary manner. And as it goes through the film, they get more and more infected. Everything but about him. Yeah, through his hand with bolts. Yeah. They can't let go of the gun. But he can't load them either. No. So he can't load them. <laughs> he can't pull his pants up. He's just Because he's got no room. pants on at the start of the movie. So yeah. he can't physically get his pants so on. So there's like this sequence and it's him just sort of running around in, you know, his... Boxes. Like boxer shorts, a pair of slippers and a... But you become super famous as well. Like he every- does because it goes through. And so obviously it's like... Oh man, this dude's dead. Everyone it's like think. a video game. It so all these game. people are watching... It's a Battle Royale movie. Yes, exactly. Not Battle Royale, isn't that? It's a fucking Fortnite film. Yeah, so they're watching all these people Because they all it. look like Fortnite characters as well, weirdly yeah. enough. So, and it's just, it is super fucking gory. It is just, it is fucking, it's like on cocaine. It's just really yeah, fast yeah. paced. And it's like it him is a drug trying a to film. sort of deal with this. And they're like, you know, cops roll up and you got to like put the gun. And He's like, I fucking can't put the guns down. They're in my hands. They are my hands. Yeah. And the, and the editing is up the wazoo in this film. Yeah. This is like so over edited in the best way possible. Yeah. Like, it is basically like watching it. This is kind of like watching an anime. Yeah. Yeah. I or, put it up there. Yeah. It's just like basically a fucking. It's like a. The child with a problem at school's brain yeah. as a movie. It's your ADHD brain. Yeah. In a movie. Um, and of no, course- I did enjoy this film. Like, for, I, I didn't think I was going to, but like, I did. I really like Daniel Radcliffe. Like, he has Swiss made- Swiss Army Man? I haven't seen that. <laughs> but he has Maybe made he- some of the best choices since, like, he's got Harry Potter money. So everything he does now, he does, he he wants does to do because it. he wants to do it. It's not like, oh, I need a paycheck. Well, he's kind of like- he he's like kind of picks like the, and chooses. He's kind of like the saw dude. It's like he's really trying to find a new genre of film. Yeah. He's trying to create something that no one's seen. And in oh, he's, especially Swiss Army Man. That film's fucking weird. I don't like it, <laughs> but I appreciate that it exists. Yeah. Like, I, I don't understand why it is or what it is. But I've watched it and <laughs> yeah. I know what it is. Or do I? Yeah. Like maybe I'm not, and I maybe I'm not. Maybe I don't have uh, an artistic enough mind to understand. But I do have a fucking artistic mind. Yes, so, you do. And I still don't get it, like why it exists. Yeah. No, what? it's I, he does I, heaps of weird films, doesn't he? He does. Well, he did Horns. That was another really good film that he did, and this was him coming off of like Harry Potter money, where I think it was like he was he people think he murdered his girlfriend. And as the film progresses, he starts sort of transforming into this uh, demon because everybody in this town are demonizing him because they all believe that he murdered this girl. And he, I don't he think he, he didn't. So it's him trying to sort of prove his innocence and go about living his day-to-day life. Kind of like um, Tilda Swinton and we need to talk about Kevin just trying to live her life in this town as the mother of a kid that went on a shooting spree. Yeah, right. Kind of thing. And he is in. He did The Woman in Black. Do you remember that? Yes, Gothic Horror. Gothic he Horror. He did fucking. Um, 
He, Actually, one I watched the other day, oh he was God. in Damn. Lost City Damn. with Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum, which he, was a really fun film. He played the bad he's guy in the in new. Oh my God! Wait, I've just discovered something. Oh, he plays Weird Al Yankovic in the new no, Weird Al Yankovic he film. He does. Ooh. I'm so excited. Have you not watched the trailers for this? No, no, I won't watch it. I'll just watch it. Okay. Kind of yeah. No. He it didn't looks... kill your darlings as well. All these weird jungle. That film was weird as well. Like he just. He's Miracle do- workers. He's out here living his best Daniel Radcliffe life because he fucking can. And he's amazing in this film as well. Like he is funny. He just is the the epitome of like just the everyman kind of. He's a bit of a loser, living his life. He plays um, the he plays the everyman pretty well. He like does. the fucking. You know, but the he also he plays eccentric very well. So like again, like in this film I watched Lost City, he plays this rich kid who basically kidnaps the writer of a romance novel because he's obsessed with this artifact that he thinks that she has found and he kidnaps her to make her find it for him. And he's basically bought an island. He's like mining this island for this artifact. and But he's just so smarmy and smug and but just a little bit insane. Yeah, right. He's just a fantastic Have you actor. noticed that every film he's done since Harry Potter is the fucking... Hardest swing of the pendulum of being as further away from a Harry Potter yeah. film style you possibly can. But I think for like him, so. If like, any any kids like like Harry Potter, follow him as an actor. My God, are they going to get scarred? They really are. But look, you look at like um, Rupert Grint, who played fucking Ron. I couldn't tell you anything else he's been in. Same with um, Emma Watson. Couldn't tell you what they've been in. But if you talk to me, if you say like Daniel Radcliffe, I'm like, oh, he did this, 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 and this. He's also playing Weird Al Yankovic. Um, well, in 2007, straight after Harry Potter, I think he did December Boys shot in Australia. Yes. I yes, remember yes. he was in Adelaide and um, like when I was going to film school and I, uh, there was like talk of like, yeah, you can get on December Boys if you want to do some work there. And I was like, nah. <laughs> like, probably like, should have. But um, No, I don't want to do that. But uh, yeah, yeah. So... Well, that just turned into us talking about Daniel Radcliffe instead of Have you seen that, that, the, the best meme of him ever? And it's like... Is that the one where he's like... Daniel Boringcliffe and Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> so Daniel so um, Daniel Boringcliffe is just a picture of a cliff with his face on it in black and white. And Daniel Radcliffe is like in colour with fireworks and cars <laughs> jumping off of it. And like... <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. Love Daniel Radcliffe. He's mate. great. Like he is a very good actor. Yeah, he's how you'd, you'd hope actors are. Yeah, this is what I feel like you could meet him. This and he is the he wouldn't be overwhelming as a person. He'd just be like, "Hey, man, I'm Daniel Radcliffe. I oh, see my film sick." Like, I think he'd be like, "Do you want to go smoke a joint?" And he'd be like, "Cool." I do. Let's go. I do, Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> Let's just go get some cheeseburgers. Daniel Partycliffe. Yeah, yeah. But yes, Guns Akimbo. You definitely need to see this film. Um, if you like hopefully, assaults on your eyeballs. Yeah, it's so colourful. It's so bright. It's, it's just, colourful. It's, it's real colourful. Eh? everything you want it to Pink be. Pink and yellows. Yes. And I like a neon colour. I just love a neon. We've got some honourable mentions. Well. Obviously, there's millions of these films, like stuff like Cube. Remember Cube? I remember Cube, but I didn't want to talk about Cube because I hadn't seen it in like 10 years. 1997 Cube. They remade it. Japan remade it. And recently. Yeah, I reckon it'd be good then. I'm going to watch it. Maybe the sequel Hypercube. I never saw that one. Truth or Dare, fucking Fear Inc., Final Girls, Escape Room, Escape Room 2. Belco Experiment. Escape Room, the Escapening. I, I was... Series 7. Did you ever watch that? No. So Series 7, 
old UK film. Sure. Uh, low budget, kind of around when Spaced came out, that kind of shit. Yep. Theory. Fucking Siri. She's seen it. Siri 7 is like this. So it's like when Big Brother first started, as in the film, the film, the the TV show. Yeah. And they played on the fact of like, how far will reality shows go? So they made this movie called Siri 7. And basically you go, you get randomly put into it, I think. You just get handed a gun and it's a welcome to Siri 7. And then... The world knows that you're in it. The world lets it happen, and if you like, and you're continually filmed the whole time, and the other contestants are in the, and it's all over. I think it might be all over the world. And it might just be just in London. You know, there's another person out there, and with the Series Seven gun, you're allowed to kill people. Mm. Like government, you're you're allowed to commit murder, and you have to kill someone, otherwise they're going to come and kill you the other Series 7 contestants. Yeah, right. And it just follows like one of the contestants when she gets it and just realises what, what her life's fucking over. Like, and like just follows her and like they're angry because they didn't want to be in it. Yeah. And they like purposely, like, and they do that thing where like we like reality TV because there was a whole thing of reality TV, how they were vetting people. Remember like, how at first like Big Brother, they vetted them to, so they wouldn't fuck up. Yeah. And then in the UK, they vetted them so that they would fuck up and eventually yep. someone killed someone and well, stabbed someone in Big Brother. So they were putting people together that they knew would not work together to make better viewing. Yeah. And uh, they do that in this and they put up her up against her old high school love that they like, she still had a thing for. And they, they play it like running man style, like to the to the world. They 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 weave the story of the love. Yeah. And it's so good. It was such I a good know. film, Series 7, like because the seventh series. And uh Really went under the radar. No one I know, apart from Treaders, of course, he's the one that showed it to me. Like knows what this film is. Maybe like someone will. If you're in the, you know, if you're listening to this and you know what it is, please just say, "I know what series it is." I'm gonna what series is it? Series seven. Are you gonna look it up? I'm just gonna put it straight into my letterbox watches. You know what I absolutely love about doing a podcast is every other fucking day, it's like I'm gonna put that in my watch list, and my watch list is huge. Mm. But before we sign off, that's it. It is. What did you think of our the things? Leave a comment below <laughs> if you got a film that you think you can get. You take that dab. <laughs> I watched that South Park fucking concert. The concert it was so good. How good was it? Oh man, so fucking good. Motherfucking gay fish. That um when uh oh the fucking the the, the song the 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 the, the, the Primus song and uh, Butters sings the the bits like. Couldn't even talk then, sorry. Yeah. Um, so before, this is the end of the episode. Cool. Rad. I enjoyed that. I thought that went well. Yeah, For, for so. me making that up. I don't usually yeah. make stuff up. I apologize that we didn't talk about Nope at all. I know we said we were, but. Nah, I didn't want, it, I didn't it, want to because yeah. it's such a good film to know nothing about that mm. I feel like I would be betraying humanity by mentioning anything that happens let's in give that it film. a Let's give it a little bit and then we'll maybe talk a lot because we have a lot to say about it. Lots, lots. Lots. Um, before we start off, I'd like to take a moment to thank our listeners. You know, the people that interact with us over our socials and all that shit over you the guys. last fucking month. People like Emma Duran, Dion Cracknell, Chris Franks, David Kudrev, Adam Kister, The Never Noose, Kevin Patterson, William Arthur, Adam Gillespie, Kohija. <laughs> How do you say that? Uh, it's Tsunami. It's tsunami Hija. Tsunami Hija. Oh, really? But that's not. Doesn't matter. Tsunami Hija. Thank you for. Uh, 
mentioning shit. You should, yeah. check, you should go check out Tsunami's stuff. She's an artist in Adelaide. Great local artist. Great local artist. She does comics. We sell them at Greenlight Comics. She had a whole yeah. shelf at one stage. Uh, really? But they've all sold, nearly all sold out. That's awesome. She uh, she has like autobiographical comics and non-autobiographical comics. Uh, but yeah, she's... Fuck, man. She did a, one of my, uh, a graphics from one of my skateboards and my skateboard Yeah, company. I really like that one. I remember uh, when she was doing that too. I remember. It was quite hard for her because she's like quite nice and she doesn't do gnarly like thing. And I'm like, make it fucking hard and gnarly she, and, and she sexy. enjoys listening to us as well. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shit. Now I'm embarrassed. <laughs> no. No, she does. She does listen to us while she does work. Like you. Yeah, anyway. Excellent answer. Anyway, um, you've been listening to Terrorvision Podcast with Dan and Jennifer. This is. The main, uh, the main episode, whatever it's called. It's not the spoiler cast. Um, we're available at all major podcasting services. So it's just, you know that because you're listening to this. But tell your friends. Please. Yeah, do it. We're going to be, uh, when's this going up? We're going to be at the fucking Toy Fair. Toy Fair is on the 3rd of October. We will be there and we will probably have shirts. New t-shirts. New t-shirts. Um, new, new one, not the one with the dick on it, the other one. I'm so the, upset. I just, I the wanted horror the cover, The VHS cover one that we did. Kind yeah. of, it, it's like wasn't a VHS cover and then it kind of weirdly turned into one. But it, oh, that's fine. But if I'd been, if I went out to design a VHS cover for us, yeah. it wouldn't have turned out like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it just, this, this design looks like it would be really good on a skate deck. Yeah. Everything I do is just I a know. skateboard graphic. <laughs> that's all I know how to draw is skateboard graphics. That's I've fine. only been drawing them my whole life. That's fine. And that's the end. Yeah. See you around, cunts. Thanks.